Yeah, so this is the first time we've really talked since Dopey, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess uh, we really, uh, you know, I guess we've talked a little bit through Facebook. There's a like little Dopey Runners Facebook group, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some comments uh, here and there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been neat because like before now, I haven't really made friends through the Disney running thing. I've just kind of shown up to the races and done them, <laughs> and yeah. then left. And now it's like, oh, I recognize people, and people recognize me. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's the same for me. Uh, uh, I was uh, at Star Wars last year, and then did Paris and. For some reason, there's a lot of Americans that actually go to the races in Paris. So I, uh, I recognized uh, some of the Americans that were there uh, in Paris at the at the start line that were there in uh, Orlando for Star Wars as well. So uh, there's uh, there's one that uh, that I kind of follow on Strava as well, and he was there now for the marathon weekend. And the other guy I didn't see uh, for the marathon, but uh, and now there were a lot more people that uh, got to hang out for four races. So yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, I guess that's one thing too is when you do the challenge weekends, you know, you see people back to back multiple days. So yeah. it gives time for like faces to set into your head. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it is really neat too, because it's just like, there's so many people from different places, like, you know, around here, there's a local, the local running club, and sure, I recognize people from there, but we're all local anyways, so it's just not that big of a stretch for people to be showing up to the same races. Yeah, especially these races for Disney, where everybody's coming from all over the place. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to see the same people again. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I guess let's, uh, let's go ahead and start the show. All right. It is February 10th. I'm Michael Gabriel, and you're listening to Run the Small World, a show in which I talk to friends and share my loves for Disney, running, run Disney, and whatever else comes up. So uh, who are you, and how do I know you? Uh, I'm Arno Tessers, and we know each other from the last uh, marathon weekend at Disney World, because we were in the same corral at the start line uh, for four days in a row. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, it's really fun. Uh, obviously, you're the first person I've had on the show who yeah. I haven't been friends with for like a lengthy period of time. Um, you're also not on the same continent I am. No. So uh, where are you? <laughs> I am in uh, the Netherlands, so uh, the, the other side of the planet right now. And uh, yeah, this is where uh, where I'm from. Uh, but I've uh, I've lived in uh, Los Angeles for about eight years. And, but that was a while ago because I've been back in Holland for like almost 12 years already. Wow. And uh, yeah, I love Disney races. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really, really interesting getting into the Disney races the last few years. Um, so and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, first, uh, what's your running background? Like what got you into doing this? Um, I, I used to like, go for short runs. Uh, pretty much like uh, since I was 16, 17 maybe, but I, I would never go real far, just do a couple of rounds around the, around the block and that'd be it, uh, three kilometers, so about five miles would be probably the longest distance I would do. And, uh, mm -hmm. or and that, that's not five miles, that's shorter, <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> so it's, uh, that's not even two miles. Uh, but uh, uh, I was at a birthday party and somebody mentioned that she was gonna be running uh, a half marathon in uh, this in Paris and I thought that sounded pretty interesting and I thought well I'll look into that and I went on the internet and looked up the half marathon and I thought that that was a really fun goal to have and started to train for so that's actually when I started running more than just a 3k <laughs> and I, I had I had about six months maybe before that started so and that was in 2016 so that's basically when I actually started to get into running and I thought at that point well I'll just do half uh, half marathon and then once I've done it, that's it. Then I'll be done running. And it, it actually worked <laughs> kind of uh, addictive. 
And I just wanted to wanted to do another run at <laughs> Disney and thought, well, well, I want to go to Disney World and do a run there. And I had the Star Wars theme. So I'd do that. And thought then I've done those two and then I'll be done. <laughs> and then I saw that they had the Dopey Challenge and the Marathon. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just kept wanting to do more. And now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the way it gets for most of us is you start doing it for whatever reason. And then you just get hooked while you're training. Um, I mean, definitely like I signed up for my first marathon because a friend asked me to sign up with her. Uh, yeah. and then I just, during training, I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this forever now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the thing I'm never going to stop doing. I discovered recently. So this was your first, yeah. first marathon. Yeah. I didn't realize that when we were talking at Dopey. Um, and you, uh, what was the longest you had actually run before because i know that in the marathon you you kind of crossed into the threshold where you had run significantly further than you had before uh, yeah my uh, my training runs uh the longest distance i did was 24 kilometers so there's just a little more than half a uh, half marathon and just under 15 miles looking at yeah and uh, normally, for most of the training plans that I've that I've seen, uh, you do a, a long run and then shorter runs the rest of the week. But I figured if I would do a lot more longer runs to condition my uh, my muscles, my legs, uh, that would get me through just uh, yeah, being ready for the marathon. And uh, I kind of was, but <laughs> but still, uh, still, it's it's a long <laughs> run to, to be running for that long, uh, yeah. that long of distance, and that much time. So uh, in the in the end, especially with the race that we ran before, uh, it did uh, it did mm -hmm. yeah uh, take its toll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we will get to that more in a bit. But um, so. I mean, we've talked about your running background. Um, What's your Disney background like? Why? Why would, did it seem like an especially a draw for you to to do the Disneyland Paris race? Because presumably that means you are already into Disney. Yeah, I, I always liked Disney, and uh, yeah, growing up watching the movies uh, over and over again. <laughs> I remember watching all the the Disney classics like, at least ten times a piece. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, Disneyland Paris, it's about a five-hour drive for uh, where I live. Uh, even though it's yeah, semi-closed, I uh, I went to the opening uh, for the opening year, and I went three times, I think, that year, but never went back until just a couple of years ago. So a lot of, had changed. <laughs> and yeah, but I, I always loved Disney, and just the idea of running through the parks seemed like a, a lot of fun, and it was. So. Awesome, cool. Um, so I and when I invite friends. Uh, on, I do have a guest topic. Okay. Before that, I have a recent news item, really quick. This past week uh, was the week that uh, each year there's a, a point where a, a bunch of people get together to run seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. So we think our running challenge is a yeah. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, that happened just this past week. Um, they are just like a whole bunch of people went out and did it. And I'll, I'll post a link to an article about it. But uh, one of the people, he was the, he's the guy who organizes the Boston Marathon every year. Um, uh, I think there was a, a Paralympic athlete who did uh, half marathons and a uh, and uh, the first one-legged runner in the event, uh -huh. which is a pretty cool yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they. Uh, I know they. They the first one that they do, I believe, is the Antarctica one, and then they do the others oh, after wow. that. Um, <laughs> and it's just a yeah, and it's just like a five-mile loop uh, in a, a Russian air base in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, somebody tagged me uh, on on Facebook in uh, an, 
uh, news item about that as well. Running this, this might be something for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that insane. <laughs> I, not, not yet. Anyways. It's fun once you become the friend who uh, people think of yeah, for this kind of yeah. stuff. They just start saying everything. It's like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, um, and of course, some of the things that friends used to think, you know, that I used to think were crazy, are things I'm actually considering now too. So, uh, but I don't think I'm ever going to do the seven marathons in seven days in seven continents. I'll probably do seven and in seven, but maybe not seven separate <laughs> continents in seven days. So that's uh, seven. <laughs> in a row that's yeah that's a lot of running <laughs> yeah that is we'll see we'll see if i get there um but yeah I'll, I'll put a link to an article about that in the in the show notes for the show i just that's really cool and i feel like people should check it out uh next segment is the guest topic uh what do you want to talk about um uh, i wanted to talk about uh running speed <laughs> <laughs> okay because <laughs> there's a, a lot of uh, differences in uh, especially for the disney races in the running speed um uh, and yeah we were uh, in the same corral and uh especially during the 10k and i think during the half yeah. we're uh, running together for a while um i think uh, a lot of people uh look at me and they comment on on my speed because they think i'm i'm really fast and then, then i look at other people and, and i'm thinking yeah i'm not fast at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like there are people that uh, did the marathon in half the time i did it so yeah but um uh yeah still uh I want to train to become faster and other people, most people are trying to train to become faster, but for different reasons, I think, because I, I know I'm, I'm never going to win the marathon or win the half marathon even. So uh, I'm not, I'm not tr trying to train and become faster for that. Just basically for myself and for Disney races, the biggest reason for me to uh, try and be fast for that is to not have lines for the photo stops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, yeah. And I, I remember talking to you, uh, uh, during the 10k uh, while we were running and you said that uh you would only stop for like certain characters because uh, you uh you would pick and choose to see uh, what you would stop for yeah. and and i just want to try and stop <laughs> for everything <laughs> i just like the photo stops yeah um yeah a speed is a it's an interesting thing because I, I haven't been really doing speed training the last couple of years but i just started again um so this coming week is the very beginning of a lengthy period of time where i'm going to be doing a lot of speed training um and it's it's interesting because it's i feel like when you train for speed you're much more likely to burn out uh you're much more likely to hurt yourself yeah. and to like get mentally exhausted of running um or at least in my experience that's been the case uh because there's a certain degree of you know if we just run distance you know you mentioned running kind of your long runs um if you run long distance repeatedly as long as you push yourself a little bit from time to time, you will yeah. get faster very slowly, you know? Um, and I think that most of the time when people have a really hard time getting up to certain, uh, to certain distances or, uh, that's kind of all they do. And so then they don't, uh, they don't really get how to, how to move faster. And it's, well, you really do have to do separate workouts specifically to push kind of the efficiency and get your legs used to moving at higher speeds. Um, and those end up being much shorter runs. So if you know, you have to do a certain amount of distance in a week, it, it almost feels like you're wasting a day. If you go and do a, a much shorter day to get that extra speed, but that's what yeah, it takes yeah. in order to go faster, you know? So, um, so I know, uh, for me, for instance, uh, I, I'm kind of injury prone, my hip is a recurring injury. And so I have to sort of work at things to make sure that I don't hurt that. And so I actually, um, this time around, I'm doing a workout style that's just, uh, it's just three days a week, which is definitely the lowest that I've done. Um, but I, I have one day where I'm basically running a different distances as time goes on. Like as I get closer to the race, it'll get longer and yeah. then back off for the last few weeks. But uh, I run a certain amount of distance at my target marathon pace, which is, you know, much faster than I ran, say, the Disney marathon at. Um, 
And then in the middle of the week, I run ex- explicitly a speed day where I do 800 meter yeah. uh, dashes much faster. Like we're talking, you know, a little bit slower than I would do a single mile at, um, but yeah. faster than I would do a 5k at. Yeah. I'm trying to do a, a, a treadmill run like once, uh, once a week. Uh, but a, sh- a shorter run, like uh, uh, three, four miles, and yeah. then I can actually set the exact speed, so I know exactly what what speed I'm going. Because normally, when I run outside, yeah, I can tell by my by my watch or my phone how fast I'm going. But uh, while you're running, it's it's hard to tell if you're keeping that speed. And on the treadmill, I can exactly see how fast I'm going and uh, trying to yeah condition getting and keeping that speed, uh, yeah. when I'm running outside as well, but it's, that's kind of tough. Right? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really, really, it is just making sure now, like once a week I'm doing a speed day and it, you know, it starts with a small number of repeats and then that number of repeats increases, and increases to the point where, you know, eventually I'm going to be doing something like, uh, like I'm for several weeks in a row, I'm going to be doing 10, um, 800 meter dash repeats, which in 800 meters is about half a mile. So that's, uh, five miles yeah. of 800 meter dashes at like really fast, like yeah. much, much, much faster than I would be able to do five sustained, you know? Um, and, uh, and that just, you have short breaks between, but they're pretty short breaks just to recover some energy. Uh, yeah. And then the, the long runs I do a little bit differently than I would otherwise, where it's basically by time. So it's a few hours of really slow running, like much slower than I'm comfortable doing followed by at the end, just with my legs are already have already been on the move for a while, um, for like two hours yeah. or so doing a couple of miles to five or six miles at my target marathon pace, like fast, uh, after they're tired, you know? So, um, but hopefully by race day, I should be able to do an entire marathon at that pace, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. And it, it's funny cause like, it really does take a lot out of you. It doesn't sound like a big deal when you look at it on paper, uh, because the distance isn't that much and their dis their speeds you're definitely capable of, but then you put it all together and it's just, you start to get really tired yeah. <laughs> for, uh, so, um, but yeah, speed can be tiring and exhausting. And I, I really tell people like, don't worry too much about it. Like if you have targets, it's great, but I have my speed goals and if I never hit them, I'll be okay. But, uh, but since I do have them, I'm constructing training programs around them to try and hit exactly those, you know? Yeah. For, for most races, I'm not that worried about my time really. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running the races for myself. I'm not running the Winham and I don't, think I have anything to prove but but I'm uh, I want to get in the good corrals so at some point you have to have a good time and yeah. uh for uh, Paris it's going to be under an hour and 30 minutes for a half marathon oh really so, yeah so it's uh 15 minutes uh, less than uh, for the races in uh, Disney World so I have a half marathon coming up in March that is supposed to be a good course uh, flat course. So I'm hoping to set a good time for that. So that's why I'm doing the speed training right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's actually funny. So I've never broken an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. uh, I've gotten almost exactly an hour and a half several times. Um, like one thirty and six seconds. I've gotten that once and I've gotten like one thirty and eight seconds once. Um, but it's always been because half marathons, I've always run them within a few weeks of a marathon. So I've always been in recovery. Uh. So, um, and, uh, princess weekend is the, probably it's going to be, cause I'm doing that in Disney world, uh, this month. And that is going to be the first time and probably the only time ever where I'm actually going to be pushing very, very hard at a Disney race. 
just because I want to see what I can do. And I'm at the early stage of my speed training for a marathon I'm targeting in May. So it's kind of like, a all right, well, let's see what I can do. And granted, I'm still going to be in costume. <laughs> so it's not going to be the absolute fastest I could do, but it should be close enough that I should finally break 130, okay. you know, but that'll be good. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that that was uh, going to be a line for Paris. It'll be useful for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, how, uh, I'm just curious about how the registration for that goes. Cause I'm about to probably tomorrow to actually like get my bib and all that stuff. But, uh, it's different for Paris than it is for the other races. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the packages are on sale now. You can, you can register through a, a travel agent, but, uh, the loose bibs, they don't go on sale until yeah. April or May. And last, last year they were really late and their communication wasn't that, that great either. So everybody's just waiting around for, for them to answer questions and yeah. It, it took forever to, to get the loose bibs, but yeah, I was signed up uh, through a travel agent already, so or uh, through a, uh, Disney itself. Yeah, I yeah I will be signed up through a travel agent as of tomorrow. Um, okay. A, the friend of mine who's going with me, she has a good friend who's a travel agent, and he's finally gotten a hold of all the information and everything, and so it's just we're waiting to be able to sit down and pull the trigger tomorrow. So be good. Um, and then after that, hopefully there will be a way for me to, I don't know, submit my time after I'm registered with the, with the like, Hey, here's the time that I got in, in uh, yeah. But by the time, because uh, by the time the bibs go on sale, that's when they uh, uh, get the registrations open and you sent the information and everything. And you have to get your uh, uh, medical certificate because uh, in, in France, you need to have a medical certificate. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get that all figured out then. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, so that's the guest topic. So uh, the next little uh, news item is a Disney news item. And uh, Disney released some information about its streaming service plans, which people have been waiting for to, to figure out. Uh, and it's probably not terribly surprising. They're going to put a lot of movies and a lot of their shows on there. But it looks like they're still going to funnel uh, adult kind of targeted content towards Hulu instead of their regular, their new streaming service. Um, and it looks like the Netflix Marvel series are going to stay with Netflix for now. They haven't mentioned anything about the Fox content, but it looks like the very biggest Disney streaming content is still going to be, you know, they're still going to go through the normal theatrical process and then eventually put some of it on their streaming service. But it looks like they're going to do a whole bunch of okay. new live ad adaptations. So things that are kind of more on the level of the Jungle Book rather than Lion King. So Lion King will still go to theaters, but they're going to do some other things like that yeah. that will go straight to the streaming service as a way to get people to actually get the streaming service. So um, I think they they mentioned The Sword in the Stone and Lady and the Tramp getting remakes, um, and those should be premiering on the streaming service instead of elsewhere. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I will also link to an article that has a bunch of information on that. Um, there's a whole lot we don't know about other series that they have, like TV series that are all over the place in streaming services, but... I would guess that a whole lot of it is going to leave other services and come to theirs. I think uh, the the stuff that was on Netflix, a lot of it's gone already. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's going to be a bummer. Uh, I tried not to, you know, subscribe to a whole bunch of these services, but I feel like there's no way I'm going to get away with not streaming to Disney's. So, <laughs> um, what about what about the Star Wars? Is that going to stay? Uh... So it looks like. They will have their, they're going to be working on their first live action Star Wars TV series. So that will at least be on there. Um, okay. And it doesn't look like they've mentioned anything about the Star Wars films yet, but I don't know. It's, that seems like a thing that would make sense for them to put on there because they're not targeting adults only. And if they're going to put a 
live action series there, then I don't know that they would want to set, you know, yeah. restrict or, or kind of like split Star Wars between services. So, um, but maybe they do. Maybe they want to, you know, if they get a, a stake in Hulu, maybe they want you to subscribe to both of them. So that'd be smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be smart and frustrating. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, time will tell. All right. Well, with that, uh, my topic is pretty simple. And it's just about uh, traveling while running. Because, you know, I've not many friends who've done a lot of traveling from place to place. Uh, and especially, uh, I think you're the only person I know of directly who uh, who has traveled between continents to run a race. Uh, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about like what some of that's like. Uh, what were some of your, what felt different to you traveling all the way to Disney World um, versus, you know, traveling more locally? Yeah, I think uh, just uh, the the traveling takes a, takes a lot of, out of you as well. So uh, you have to plan that uh, and not arrive the day before you have to run. So uh, always have a, a rest day and then the day you have to go to the expo to pick up your stuff. And then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you have some time to to adjust, and uh, especially after being on a plane for 10, 10 12 hours, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you have to make sure that uh, your your muscles aren't uh, too tight or tired. So. Mm -hmm. I know uh, for me, for the Disney World races, normally I just show up the day before the first race for the expo, grab my number, and then I'm ready to go the next day. But for uh, Disneyland Paris we we're definitely landing at least a day before we would need to pick up our number. And then, so I'm going to have at least like a couple days before I'm actually running the first um, race for Paris. So, uh, and then uh, I did the Athens Greece marathon in November and that was a similar, uh, grant. thankfully I was there for like, Oh, <laughs> I was in Greece for about a week before, but I would have the way that I felt, you know, a day or two into <laughs> that trip, I would have not been, excited to run the marathon that day <laughs> yeah there's also the time difference so yeah, yeah. um so uh thankfully for the paris thing and i guess for dopey as well uh the first race is a 5k yeah. so it's sort of you get to ease into it even if you don't feel great you know um and then you sort of get to build to the longest race at the end of the weekend yeah um, the only only thing with the 5k in paris is that it's uh at night <laughs> and uh the running at night's not a problem but then the 10k is in the morning Ouch. So there's, there's not that much time in between. Uh, how, how late? So the, I know that the, um, the races seem to be earlier than the other races in the other parts. They're like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The versus like five thirty and five. <laughs> yeah. The, the, they're a little later than, uh, than in Orlando. And that's probably because, uh, they don't end in the park. That makes sense. So, uh, after you, after you exit the park, you still have to run uh, around the area uh, and the village that's uh, surrounding uh, the parks. So uh, you're out of the parks a lot earlier, so they can make you start later, I think. Uh, and how, how late is the 5K? Um, I think it's at 7, 7 or 8 at night. So that's not too bad if you're ready to do back-to-back -back races. Like I've definitely done the uh, very late-night treadmill run followed by an early morning long run before. So <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and uh, this year they, they're not going to have a party. Last year they had the opening party after the 5K. Oh, wow. And, and that <laughs> lasted until, I think, midnight or 1. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, there was not a lot of sleep involved. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Um, uh, so I have a question because you did after the the Dopey challenge, after those four races, you also did the Castaway challenge. So you'd had an additional 5K a couple of uh, a few days later. Is that yeah. uh, is that race on a Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was Wednesday. And so that was probably relaxing leading up to it because, you know. Yeah. You're on the cruise. So yeah. The, and well, after after doing Dopey, uh, 
I had some trouble uh, walking, <laughs> so it was good to have the two days rest. And then, the, but yeah, by the time it was Wednesday, I was ready to run again. So the, yeah, I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, so if I had known the Disneyland races were going to get canceled, I totally would have done that as well. But I just didn't know it for sure until too late to really get the plans together for it. Um, Is that the only Disney race you're not doing this year? <laughs> yeah, it's the only one I'm not doing. Uh, and so it's frustrating because like, yeah. if uh, they did Disneyland, it would have been impossible to do Dopey plus Castaway plus uh, Light, Light Side. Side. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wouldn't have been able to do Light Side weekend. And so I, I was just like, okay, well, I'll do Light Side and not Castaway. And then they canceled it. But I was just at that point, there was no way. I, uh, I'm not even sure if it would have been possible for me to, to get in at that point. But even if it was, it would have been impossible for me separately from the Disney stuff to just get things organized on a short turnaround because they didn't actually announce the cancellation until November, I think. Yeah, so yeah. Um, if they you know, announced in the summer, I probably would have gotten that figured out, uh, even if it meant going by myself. So Yeah, you, you would have been <laughs> able to do the half uh, or the 10 even, but the, the five would have been on Friday. Yeah. So uh, And the, the, the cruise came back on Friday. Right. Those are the topics I have, but uh, what are you looking forward to? Anything related to Disney or running uh, coming up? Uh, for running, I have the uh, marathon in Rome coming up in April, so I'm really looking forward to that. I love Rome, the just the city, the old buildings and everything, so uh, yeah, uh, running th uh, past everything. Uh, the, the course of the marathon goes straight through the city, past all the uh, famous sites. Uh, looking forward to that. And of course, going back to Paris uh, for the 36K challenge. But that's in September, so that's still a long ways away. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. <laughs> uh, I... It's funny. So I've been to Rome one time and it was when I went to Athens for the marathon. Um, after that, I went to visit family in Egypt and we did a layover in Rome because um, we had a, a friend meeting us in Rome before going to Egypt. And so we were there for about six hours between flights and we left the airport, walked around all of Rome and then went back to the airport <laughs> and left. <laughs> and so it was just like a, look, we're going to walk fast and yeah, we just quick tour, quick tour of the city, uh, city got a whole bunch of food. Um, but yeah, doing a marathon there sounds amazing. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love Rome. So, uh, and, uh, have, have time for some uh, good Italian food afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I definitely look forward to seeing some pictures from you if you uh, post those up afterwards. Yeah, I'll be so. I'll be filming that marathon. Well, great, because that goes well into part of the outro. Um, so, uh, Arno Tessers, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I was uh, happy to do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to kind of plug your uh, your videos, because those have been really fun. Uh, you've been making videos based on those races. So, uh, where can people find those? Uh, they can find it on, uh, on Facebook or uh, YouTube. Uh, run Arno Run is, uh, is the name of the channel and the name of the Facebook group. So uh, check it out there. Uh, I'll be posting uh, all the Disney races are on there now for uh, from the marathon weekend, and I'll be posting the runs I'm going to be doing and my training videos are going to be on there. So uh, and of course all the new Disney races in Paris uh, will be on there. So uh, you start in most of the videos from the marathon this year, so you'll you'll, you'll probably make it on the ones for Paris as well. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, I will hope to see you there. Well, uh, and certainly we'll be in touch about like whether we both hit our, you know, our time targets to, to get up there. <laughs> Is there anywhere else that people can follow you that you would want people to? No, no, that's it. Facebook and, uh, and YouTube. So. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, people can follow the this show on Instagram at Run the Small World. They can follow the show on Twitter at Run Small World. And uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. And that's the show. 
So how was that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to, I always forget to tell people that like, don't worry if you have to think for a second, because um, dead space is really easy to edit out. <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, if anything, there's a habit I have that's worse than, you know, other people tend to actually be better at it than me, where when I'm not sure what I'm going to say, I just fill the time <laughs> with words that don't mean anything. And, that, and that's much harder to deal with than just dead, dead time. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I, I really do. I, I really enjoyed those videos a lot, though. I, uh, it was fun to see myself, but really just you you made them a lot of fun with the kind of bouncing back and forth between kind of like some of the park stuff and the race stuff and having some people who submitted videos from other waves, uh, other corrals was really cool. Yeah, I found them uh, through Facebook because uh, I knew uh, from a post that was on there uh, which corrals they were in. So uh, I, I just contacted them and said, well, you, you want to film something and be on my video? And yeah, they were happy to do it and they, they, they loved it. So yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I tend to not be super active in Facebook groups, even though like I read things on them. And I didn't join this Facebook group until afterwards. Uh, somebody, uh, there was a woman who was up next to the, um, you know, they had the wheelchair runners and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was talking to us that that last day and told uh, some of us to to check out the Facebook group. And so I just kind of remembered that, and a few days later found it. So was she uh, one of the the runners that was uh, like partially blind? I I or, think so. Maybe yeah, I think she was a Castaway Key as well. I think I saw her there. Yeah, I think she was because uh, that would have explained. I'm pretty sure I saw a uh, something uh, hearing related, but I don't think it was like a hearing aid. I think it was more just helping, like enhance hearing, because you know, so she could see things or you know, know where things were. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was really neat. It's, it's really fun to start seeing people you recognize in these things, and your video was great too because. There were some people who I might not have seen at some race days, but I remember them from other race weekends. I was like, oh, I remember him or I remember her. So Yeah, and uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, comments from people as well that uh, yeah, didn't even talk to or just noticed them there or they, they said something on the video and now they're placing comments and I get to find out who they are. So that's, that's pretty fun. There's a, one, one video, the... I think it's the, the 10K. At the beginning of the video, I'm, I'm talking to the camera and then I turn the camera around and one of the uh, volunteers is standing there and she goes, yeah, welcome to Disney Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny, so I put it in the video and she contacted me, said yeah. she saw the video yeah. and the, that was That's her. That's pretty funny. That. That's great. I love that. Yeah. 